0: our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories by outstanding content. Happy New Year, everyone! Happy New Year! I cannot believe it's 2021. And I cannot believe we're breaking the fourth wall right now. <laughs> There's literally you have to imagine talking about 2021 when 2021 is not just started yet because I hate to break it to you guys but I didn't force Amy to chat to me on the 1st of January um I think that would have been a bit too much from a boss to ask her to just uh but I hope that like ourselves you are probably resting today you are enjoying yourself maybe having a little walk maybe you're you know nursing a hangover no judgment here (laughs) whatever you're doing and we thought we will say again 2021 hello everyone hello new year uh with something special because we thought there's nothing better than to treat ourselves with some good inspiration right at the beginning of the year i think Mm -hmm. this year we need it more than ever after what happened in 2020 i don't know if you agree i think we need a really good kickstart and i think this is
1: the kickstart we all need
0: Indeed and I'm not going to be alone with this Kickstarter actually um, enlisting an incredible guest and incredible support which is coming from the lovely Hadrian Herbert and her brand new book The Power Hour. This is really what we're going to talk about today and dive in and within that we actually talk a lot about goal setting in this special New Year's episode which I'm very very excited to discuss because we don't just talk about how to set a goal which we all love to discuss and think about but we also talk about the different types of goals and how to really enjoy the process more um I think 20 you know actually not 2021 any year is a good year to start with a new year resolution however I'm a bit bittersweet about them I don't know how you feel about them Amy but I You know what I mean? I don't feel like we should rely on them as the only way to change something about ourselves or to make positive changes because there's a lot of pressure attached to them. Yeah, definitely. I've never been one for New Year's resolutions. I think every day that you wake up is a chance to start something new. But, you know, any time of any day, you don't just wake up and like, oh, no, that's gone wrong today. I'm just going to start again tomorrow. You can start again later in the day. If you have... The mindset that you want to change something and want to make an impact then you can
1: do it no matter what the day is but you know I think today is a really good day to do that too awesome
0: and that's kind of what we want to do so not just obviously if you do have resolutions then my suggestion for you would be to listen to this episode and think about how can I make my goals that maybe I've made from the beginning of the year or maybe I've made for just January better better more purposeful more driven that you really feel like you want to actually get through it because at the end of the day that motivation and willpower is what's going to make the real difference and by the way i cannot agree more uh every single day is a chance to try something new and to start again and to adjust and it's also it needs a little bit more kindness doesn't it
1: definitely definitely news resolutions or any kind of change shouldn't be about punishing yourself it's about embracing a new a new level of something discovering something new about making yourself a better person so only positives it's not
0: about giving up exactly it's not about giving up and we're going to talk about that a lot today with the lovely adrian just in case you don't know exactly who she is i'm going to give you the old tea Uh, She's a leading wellness professional. She's also an international TEDx speaker, a podcast host of The Power Hour, the author of the new book, The Power Hour, and a mother. Adrienne is the epitome of the modern digital entrepreneur. She's also the director of innovation and performance at the UK leading fitness app, FIT. So she definitely likes to keep busy, and you will hear that from our conversation. Well, what can I say? Again, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, Amy. And let's listen up there's a bit of stretching going on there's a bit of shoulder stretch it's like it's that kind of like podcast stretch i'm gonna ask you adrian do you have a a podcast little like stretch or warm
1: up routine from podcaster to podcaster (laughs) you know what i don't but what i do do is almost like these transitional things so in between you know if you've been on a meeting if you've done a podcast if you're sitting doing emails I tend to have like these movement snacks so I'm just like you cannot just sit for hours and hours you've got to move you've got to get up you know do some mobility yeah just especially with our shoulders and neck because we're looking at these tech so yeah it's not like necessarily about the podcast but throughout the day I'm like transitional moments to add in movement I love that okay guys you're already getting
0: some gold we already (laughs) started yeah officially you're already getting gold I love this Thank you for being here, then. Thank you so much for joining us with all of your wisdom and your moves.
1: Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this.
0: Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And I'm so excited because we're going to talk about, obviously, your journey in the past year. You have a book out. There are so many things that have been going on. And so it's really exciting to, I think, just to talk about some of the elements of that journey. And um, what I wanted to say is that I remember the last podcast we did together. I remember where I was. It was in one of my old houses because I moved quite a few times and we were talking about fitness. I don't know if you remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of interesting to see, obviously, how in a way of fitness is still a big part of what you do and who you are and the, obviously the work that you do. But it's so interesting to see how something that started as a podcast and as the passion of the Power Hour is now becoming a bigger concept and something bigger. So I wanted to ask you when it comes to that what are some of the lessons or reflection from that? If you were to look back and look at Adrian starting this podcast just
1: to give it a go, um, what are some of the things that come up for you? Well, actually, it's really interesting that you say it like that, because I think often from the outside, that's how things can appear. You know, it, you know Adrian, you know, you started this podcast to just kind of, yeah, as you described, give it a go. But if I'm really honest with you and what I say to, to my mentees is that I was really intentional about, the podcast i was intentional i'm i have almost like i'm someone who loves to plan i love to you know i listen and read about a lot about business and entrepreneurs and um just kind of keeping up with i guess the pace at which different industries are changing platforms are changing kind of future trend forecasting and yeah just everything that's impacting our decision making purchase power attention so I was very intentional when I look back at when I started the show, why I started it, how I launched it, the kind of people that I wanted to. So, for example, when I went and, and met with podcast producers and pitched the idea, it was a full 14 page PDF bulletproof deck that could showcase to them. This is who the show is aimed at. This is who would listen to this content. These are the conversations that I want to have. This is why I'm the best person to have this conversation. This is the, and I kind of went in with this really rounded approach um, to give them, I gave them example script. I gave them example. So much went into it and it was so intentional about, the guests that I want to have in the first 10 weeks, where I want to talk about this podcast, how I want to position it. Because, it, you know, it it does look sometimes on the outside, like people just kind of start things and, and then they just plant the seed and this tree grows. But in reality, I think there's so much noise, every, every industry, whether you're starting a podcast, whether you're bringing out a book, whether you're starting opening a coffee shop, there's so much competitive you know there's so much noise and I think when I when I did research into the industry at the time it said that there was um I think 300 or maybe more maybe 400,000 podcasts uploaded to iTunes, Spotify and Acast every week and it said and I found out about you know, the percentage of people that listened to podcasts at the time it was only eight percent of people on the planet, which means that's ninety-two percent that haven't even discovered it yet. And I kind of thought, you know, this is a future trend—not not a future trend, but this was two and a half years ago. And I could say to someone, "Oh, I'm listening to a podcast," and they'd still ask me, "What is a podcast, and where can I get it, and do I have to pay for it?" So the, the 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 knowledge has changed so much in that time. But going back to that point, two and a half years ago, yeah, it was intentional. I kind of knew that I had something that I really believed in, and I believed that if I, you know, if, if I could just get those 10 episodes to showcase to people like what it was about and kind of uh, give them an example of the the vision and the energy that I had for it I just needed to show them and that was kind of the way I really really believed in it so I could talk about it and I could champion it and then uh, luckily they believed in it too but I think you know kind of just thinking i always say to my mentees to be specific you know having a vague goal that says i want to start a business or i want to start a podcast or i want to about what who is it for what's the what's the intention what's the you've got to go detail every goal that you have if it's vague you've got to go detail 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 I want granular information about what you want to create because it will give you more of a vision give you more uh, it'll allow you to make the steps that you need to actually do it i 'm all about dream big and I tell people to have audacious goals, but make those goals detailed don't don't make it vague so long-winded answer but i think from that to from then to now it's still yeah been intentional it's still been a journey i've been open-minded to new opportunities and and that kind of thing and i'm really grateful that now people actually come to me and say can i be on your podcast so it's not just you know outreach anymore but initially yeah i just had to i had to ask i had to not be afraid to ask and to yeah, be honest as well about my about my ask, you know, not having like a, a, a hidden agenda, but being really open and honest and saying, this is why I'd love to have this conversation with you. Would you be willing to give me an hour of your time? And I think I was blown away by the amount of people that said yes, I would love to, and that's that's been amazing. So yeah, very very fortunate that I get to have amazing conversations with incredible people uh, on the show. In the last two years, we've had Olympic athletes, business founders best-selling authors psychologists nutritionists DJs you name it so many you know, professional footballers like people I never would have had those conversations with I now get to sit down for an hour usually in person sometimes now virtually and have these amazing conversations and then distill the best bits from them to share with whoever wants to listen so I feel really lucky that I get to be that person
0: and you know what? I mean, there's so much goodness. i just to catch it now. But yeah. uh, <laughs> But um, one, there's one thing that I want to reiterate before I agree with you on this point, which is the importance of really understanding the element of market research and detail. Um, because, again, people that know me, people that have been listening to the show, our members or whoever is listening that knows me knows that I'm a Virgo. I love detail. I love clear goals yes Virgos. uh i really like to be able to see the different steps and sometimes you might feel like well what if i'm not what if it's not natural to me and it's really interesting that all the different business people that i talk to from the ones that really follow more the intuition side of it to the ones that have been more structured in that way are like ourselves everybody really says that the importance of the market research the understanding that clarity is key even if in some elements of the way that you want to create a project or start something, you are more fluid, you are more intuitive, that's totally fine, but I really cannot stress enough the importance of what you just said, because for some people like us, it's an easy sell. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. That's great. There must be some people that are like, oh, uh, because, you know, you tend to go a lot more with the flow and you can go with the flow, but you should still have that clarity that you mentioned that I think is so important. And one more thing I was going to say back to the last point is that, that, yeah, was something that I love about the podcast element is really creating that connection that otherwise you wouldn't have with so many people. And it's really, really interesting to hear you saying that because that's something that I was thinking about myself as well. I did manage to connect with some incredible people in my industry, especially marketing that probably wouldn't have been able to talk to and also meet new incredible creatives. That I would never have talked to and heard their stories is there one person picking like a baby now <laughs> is mm-hmm. a one person a one a one conversation that really stood out let's say in the last six months maybe if that's all right let's try to bring it down a bit
1: sure yes gosh there's been so many actually stand out things for me for different reasons one, I'm not sure if it was in the last six months, but one interview that I did with DJ Trevor Nelson, who I was just like, wow. I mean, he's interviewed Whitney Houston and Beyonce and sat on the couch with them. And then I was interviewing him so that was kind of wild but he talked about the fact that people reach out to him often and um, often young people reach out to him and they say oh you know can you give me some advice can you give me a minute you know like I want to get into music or I want to get into this and you know it's really hard now I don't know where to start uh, you know I, I, I upload my stuff online but it's really hard to to get in or to, to meet people to or to get attention on my on my music and he said that he looks at it from he you know kind of described himself as being like older than the whole like millennial generation and he was kind of talking about looking retrospectively he said that it's like for him he was in it he was at the start of a tunnel underground chipping away with a pickaxe like chipping away chipping away chipping away and he said i couldn't see anyone in front of me and i didn't know which direction i was really going but i just kept chipping away chipping away and it's really great visual the way he described it and he says i knew that when i got to the end it's like a little peak of light And you keep chipping away, keep chipping away in the direction of. But it's not about breaking through and coming out at the end because that's actually the end. That's the finish. That's where you stop. But once you get to that and you finish, you know, what do you do? Put your feet up. So he said the journey, that chipping away, chipping away that was the bit where it's like it's hard work but it's fun and there's twists and there's turns and there's ups and there's downs and that actual journey people always talk about all the journey but he was like that's the bit that people need to focus on he said because the people that ask him for advice now they just want they can see all the way through the tunnel they've seen people ahead of them and they just want to get to the light at the end and they're asking him yeah yeah forget about that stuff I just want to know how to get to the end quick as quickly as possible and I just thought it was so relevant I'm someone who I can be you know, incredibly impatient sometimes. And I thought about it afterwards and thought it's such a great visual to go, you know what, right now, if I'm in the tunnel, chipping away, chipping away, this is the bit I need to focus on. And, you know, it's not to say you're going to enjoy it all the time. It's going to be real challenges. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be times where you're like exhausted and, you know, sweat and mud on your face and you don't want to carry on chipping away. But that bit is just, I'm shifting my focus to being in the tunnel instead of the end. So I really liked that conversation with him. And he was, I mean, like I said, incredible talking about different stories with different people that, you know, just amazing uh, world superstars that he's been able to, yeah, spend time with. But he was just super grounded and lovely. And it was a really great, really great conversation. Oh,
0: I love that. And I do love the concept. And it's, it's a. More mindset shift because, as you say, it's really like just instead of looking up all the time, you're just starting to look in front of you what you have directly in front of you. But it can make such a difference. Another thing that I love about this example is that you also, again, a bit of another lesson when it comes to really learning from others and connecting with other people. Maybe I'm guilty of it, and maybe I, I don't know, obviously, potentially with the power hour, some things have changed for you, but I think. It's quite natural that we want to network or connect with people that are in our circle, with people that are in our industry or people that do what we do. And every time I go slightly further out and I talk to people that maybe I wouldn't necessarily call the ones that are my target market or they are, you know, my peers, I find that I can learn so much and so many different things. I don't know if you agree with me. I think it's really, really interesting shifting perspective of how you can learn by just getting out of your comfort zone a bit more.
1: Absolutely. I think there are some universal truths which apply to, yeah, people, whatever industry you're in, whatever stage of life. And I think that's, yeah, a really valuable thing on the podcast. I get so many different guests and some are, you know, 10 years into their career. Some are 20 some are maybe some people are 10 steps ahead of you but maybe some people are one step ahead and I think that's also really valuable so yeah there's universal um lessons that we can all you know dive into things like work ethic things like um you know resilience fear of failure risk taking those apply I believe to everybody so those are the kind of questions that I pose to my guests so that even if you're not even if you're not a DJ or even if you're not uh, a dietitian, or hopefully when you listen you still get value from the show
0: I love that and at the end of the day it's just there's, there's going to be always that one thing that kind of sticks with you and I think as long as I always say to to again to the members or maybe like some clients as well depends on what I'm talking to but if I can give you at least one thing to remember to think about to apply then my job has been done because um, I think in a world where content is so widely available and there's so much of it it can be quite an easy trick to start not over sharing in in one way but over giving almost and trying to really give too many things at once and we need to remember that at the end of the day there's only one thing that we can apply first and foremost mm. you know and, you know it's kind of like stripping it back a bit I think really gets a bit of breath of fresh air for everyone and it's something that I've seen really interesting and it can come in different ways like in your case obviously it can be an element of how the podcast is set and the expectation of what it is people know what it is and that format helps them understanding what they're going to get out of it mm shifting same concept obviously the power hour but let's elaborate a bit more on the little baby that's come out yes we're we're doing like a little like fellow author like i know you're feeling it's exciting so here it is baby baby (laughs) (laughs) if you start cradling it for the rest of the podcast i won't blame you trust me i won't blame you okay before we talk about the serious stuff how excited were you when you got the
1: first one in your hands You know, know I was excited. But I also I think this is definitely not a good thing about me is that I I don't know whether it's you might do this, too. You look for the kind of critiques. Is this going, Is that you know how does it? And actually, I don't I think it was actually my editor that said, Adrienne, this is a proof copy. So that copy that I held up is a proof copy. So it's not actually the, the final copy. And she was like, you've written an entire book. And it's incredible. And just take a moment before you start with your list of like, what about this? Need to do that? Like actions. So yeah, it was actually really amazing. And I, after I'd done that, I sat down in my yellow chair. I have this yellow chair, which is my favorite place to sit in the house. And I kind of flipped through it and I was like, this is mad. Actually, this is like first and foremost, an idea, a concept, words thoughts out on a run thinking about this writing it down writing it down getting up four in the morning hours on your laptop back and forth this is it's here you're flicking through the pages of something you've created that you're going to share with the world and yeah it's it's really mad it's really bad
0: I love that. I I think for the first time ever, I didn't do that with my first book. But the second one, the proof is going to come actually, hopefully today, sign. Uh, But I did one thing just just to share my little bit of story. I actually started smelling them first. So I got a whole box of them (laughs) because I was self-publishing the first one. So I got my box and I started smelling like, oh, this is mine and it smells good. I remember there were other people like in the building looking at me. I was like... she's weird she's
1: smelling a random book and just looking at it
0: Uh, so I think I was quite flabbergasted with that one so I understand that feeling and as you say it's just um what I love about a book I'm biased I'm a writer I've been for most of my life but what I love about a book is that it really can encapsulate that as you say that core concept that core idea that core takeaway and then they can also bring that storytelling and that connection and I think it's something they're really you know connects with people in such a different way it's just obviously a different type of content but I think as you say there is an element of legacy that really can multiply in ways that are so different from others so I wanted to ask you now about the serious question about the book which is actually with the concept how did you you know how did the concept from the podcast to the book what was that journey and how do you develop that?
1: Okay great question so I guess there's two parts to it I think one is why do it in a book format? You know, why, why create a book? Who is it? Who is it for? Who's it going to benefit? As I've said, that's my mind, you know, that's how it works. And I think I, there's a few things. One was, I, I I guess I thought that not everyone is going to find the podcast. Not everyone listens to podcasts. Not everybody uses social media and, and Instagram and these things are quite short you know it's you know it can be even even a podcast episode if it's 45 minutes or an hour or you know going on someone's Instagram page you could spend half an hour there but it's still short it's a very soundbitey world it's very like you know give us top tips give us condensed give us the, the short version because we're all busy and we all don't have time for the long story so actually I thought giving someone a book that they can take and digest in their own time it's not super long but it's, it's a full body of work it's the whole picture it's the it's the 360 approach of saying well how does this impact mindset how does this impact movement and daily habits how does this impact my community my network my ability to 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 reach people how does this impact my sleep if I'm going to start doing a power hour every day how does this impact it's so much in it that actually the book was a perfect format for me to say I can put it all in there all the questions that I get asked you know Adrienne how do you get up and go running at half past five or how do you you know you've got a nine-year-old son how do you approach this or that with him or how do you remain optimistic and create a uh, a mindset to believe that you can just you know achieve these things and all the questions I get asked I was like I'm putting it all in here it is all in that book so that for anyone who has a goal whether it's big or small your goal is is your goal so for you it can be you know can seem like Mount Everest but it's not about you know what I do or do it like me or listen to this. It's actually saying this hopefully is like a bit of a toolkit and a bit of a framework to not only inspire and light that match of, of, of kind of inspiration and motivation, but to light the bonfire and say, go, do it. Like, these are the tools. This is how this person did it. Have you thought about this? Like different ideas and just kind of, yeah, really putting everything in one place. So that's, that's why it's, it's in book format. And I guess maybe on a more personal level, I think I really wanted to to show myself potentially not this isn't like a, oh I'll show you to to others but I think Throughout my life, I've definitely had a lot of challenges, personal, professional. I've definitely had a lot of um, yeah, um barriers to overcome and people saying that you can't do that or don't get your hopes up. Or, oh, that's a little bit of a big, you know, that's a bit ambitious for someone like you. Or, you know, I'm from a single parent household, low income family. um, You know, I didn't I don't have a degree. I don't have A-levels. I didn't have certain opportunities were not afforded to me. And I didn't have certain experiences or opportunities that others did. And it was never about a chip on my shoulder and saying, well, I'm going to prove you wrong teacher that told me not to get my hopes up, because that's a true story. But actually, it was more about me saying that, you know what, I want to lead by example, you know, I mentor some young people, and as young as 14 and 15. And I want to lead by example, I want to showcase to those people that we will all face barriers, we will all have things in our lives, whether you want to say it's perceived disadvantage you know being female gender pay gap being a woman of color being you know all these different things you could perceive as barriers but it, you can either focus on those and let them define what you can and can't do or you can focus on creating better for your future but you have to choose one because you can't have both so i really wanted to show to people you know what i'm not an olympic athlete i'm not a superstar supermodel i'm not but I can do these things and so therefore you can do these things and that really was one of the reasons even for myself it was a bit of imposter syndrome like can who are you to write a book you know you and I was like no you know what's inside you just got to structure it and get it out and actually yeah it's real hope a sh- hope that it will showcase to others that whatever your goal is whatever your situation whatever your circumstance you can achieve it doesn't mean it'll be easy it will not be easy But I wanted to lead by example. So that was also another reason to do it. Love
0: that. And actually, I do believe that putting words down on paper, something we talked to with actually the lovely Greta Solomon a couple of weeks ago. She's incredible and she talks about free journaling and free writing. And I believe that the power of really putting those words down and writing it for yourself, obviously, is, is a great legacy for others. But also is a really interesting and sometimes slightly painful self-development tool that you didn't realize you had because you really put yourself in front of some of your stories, some of your challenges and some of what, you know, the lessons that you took that to then shape the book. So that's kind of why I always find like it's quite a purging, if I could use that word, experience sometimes. Hmm. what would be what would you say would be one of the things that you learn from your podcast one of the you know there are ta- hacks and tactics a little things obviously on the podcast as well ideas hmm. that you actually use for yourself for writing the book is there anything that maybe you heard hmm. you, you know you heard from one of your guests that you said okay I'm gonna try this to help me keep myself accountable keeping motivated or anything like that
1: yeah okay yeah definitely so. Someone who I interviewed on the podcast is James Clear, and he's the author of Atomic Habits. And for anyone, I'm sure your listeners are like, we know who James Clear is. But if you don't, then please check him out. Look at his newsletter. Look at his work. It's incredible. And he is yeah, the the kind of professor of all things habit. And he talks a lot um, in the episode and the interview that I did with him about habit formation and about kind of setting yourself up in your environment to to make the achievable to make the habits that you want more more achievable and to make the habits that you don't want much harder so put them out of reach so as someone who's very easily distracted I my attention I struggle to focus on one thing I'm like looking at this listening to that what about this I'm all over the place so one thing that really helped when I was writing the book was I have to do things in isolation and focused periods of long time. So I don't like to, you know, an hour here, an hour there doesn't work for me. What I need is because I don't like that pressure of thinking you've got an hour, you need to create something, needs to be good. You need to do 5,000 words. Come on. What I like to do was say, right, okay, on Saturday, um, I'm going to get up at even, even summer. I was getting up so early. I was waking up at 20 past four sometimes or, or five in the, in the morning with my head busy. I would come downstairs, go to my kitchen table leave my phone upstairs and I would go on I would go on to you know get the the document up and then I'd turn off the wi-fi so that there was no notifications no tabs and I would write and write and write and write until sometimes midday have something to eat and then carry on carry on carry on and one day I did that until 6 p.m and then I went out for a walk and I just thought doing things in isolation for me in the world that we live in now I don't think we do that anymore you know certain people I think really you know incredible musicians and writers and poets and they, they would sit in isolation and think and ponder about something and write a poem and rewrite and rewrite for days they didn't is what they did it was just isolated focused work but now we have multi everything you know screen whatsapp email tabs are open slacks open so many things that we think that multitasking you know we're just ticking off so many things but for me i found with the book and yeah with some of james james clear's advice around making your things habits you know putting things out of reach i remember just thinking put your phone out of reach put the things out of reach so to break that habit of maybe checking my phone or taking a break or are you going to leave the table and go upstairs just to see if you have a notification no but if it's right there on the on the desk you probably will so that's a small thing in terms of I know many people probably say put your phone and turn your phone off or whatever but two parts to it the phone thing was just eliminate distractions but secondly do your best work in isolation if you can instead of jumping between different things
0: I love that. And actually, Atomic Habits is uh, rightfully a great book, so definitely a great recommendation as well. Uh, And on that note, I actually wanted to say that um, there's another book that probably you would love, if you haven't read it already, which is called Nereal, is Indistractable. It also talks about uh, distractions in kids. That could be quite interesting for uh, multiple levels, but it really talks about something that I wanted to reiterate here, which is we tend to um, place the blame for, for example, for the distraction to the phone itself. You put a little phone, it has nothing to do with it, that's his job. This job is to get notifications if you ask it to do so. So it's really what um, the shifting perspective that he does in this book is just saying, think about really why, you know, why these things happen is because now is the phone, like, Ten, 10 years ago, it could have been anything else. You know, you could have found a distraction in something else, in television if it was on or whatever. So it's really reclaiming like that focus and control that we can have so that we can make the smarter choices for ourselves instead of saying, well, my phone is making me do it. It is part of what they're designed for, let's be honest, but you have that ultimate choice to decide where you're going to put your focus on. So I think in itself, it's something that for our generation, <clears throat> slightly older people, uh, like older millennials, we have been, you know, we, are, we were raised with boredom, which I'm actually quite a champion of, like, you know, that best space that we make, right? But right now, as a gener- newer generations are getting, you know, they're growing with the idea that they need to fill their time, You need to fill, fill. That's also why productivity sometimes can be a double-edged sword.
1: Mm-hmm. You think
0: about what can I fill my time with more? What mm-hmm. about instead clearing it out and leaving that empty space for yourself to, as you say, create, think, ponder, or really focus on whatever you want. So I really love that. And I would recommend nearest book is great as well. So we have got two books recommendation already, a couple of podcasts already. Bam, 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 bam. Love this. <laughs> I just love it. information. Um, now, let me think about, I was thinking about the book itself. And I was wondering whether, if you want to elaborate on something uh, that you found was one of the best piece of advice that you were given. When it came to actually writing that book is there something mm. that you thought about specifically
1: about that as well mm, that's a really good question and you know what I'm not sure if it necessarily applied to the writing process but it's definitely something that was sent to me this week actually and I think it's more to do with the book you know just the idea of sharing a book and sharing your ideas with the world and so what I'd say is that I'm someone who you know I'm optimistic I'm I think I'm pretty thick skinned. Like I said, I've had many challenges, but actually, I work with so many different people that I feel like, you know, there's all different types of people in the world, right? We meet some people that are more sensitive, some people that are more competitive, some people that are a little bit harder, some people that are fast paced, some people that are slower. I work with different people. So, in some ways, I think maybe I was naive thinking, well, you know, I'm going to put this out and everyone knows like the intention is good. But what I think um, someone sent me a quote this week, and actually, I think I could read it to you if I get it up. Um, And it was about the fact that when you put your work out, whether that's a book or something else, you have to be confident, you know, with what it is, but there'll always be challenges from people who don't like it. And actually, I think that's something to think about when we, obviously, we want people to like our work, we want people to like our book, we want people to praise us and say, it's brilliant, and it's the best thing ever. But you've got to think that some people might not, and they might say, well, I don't like it, and I disagree with you, and I don't like the concept or, or or the idea or something like that. So someone sent me this and it's actually from a Brene Brown book and she is actually quoting Roosevelt and it says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually, or the woman, I'd like to add, who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, who at their best knows the end, the triumph of high achievement. But at their worst, if he fails, at least fails whilst daring greatly. And what I really love basically about that is that by jumping, by daring to leap, by daring to start, by daring to create your business or your brand or your book or whatever, you are you dare to leap. It's not to say that everyone will applaud you as you do it. Some people might throw stones, but you still have to do it anyway. And that's the thing that I'm really learning in this process. I guess it's the first time I've never written a book before. And yeah, I've had, obviously we've sent out proof copies and I've had amazing feedback and people have said, you know, I'm so excited for you, for for this book to be here. Like, you know, it's great. But I'm also like, some people might not like your work and that's okay. You just have to go. I I believe it I stand by it I think you know that so that quote's quite long but for anyone who is afraid to yeah to put the work out there don't sometimes people look at people like me and they say oh you're so confident and you're so you know full of energy and that everything I do I must just do it and it's like oh everyone loves it it's great but the reality that's not true for anyone I think I definitely yeah I am optimistic and I do have a lot of energy and I've always got a smile on my face but it doesn't mean that I'm bulletproof it doesn't mean that it doesn't I don't get jarred by you know the same things as anyone else when it comes to critics or when it comes to to yeah I guess starting open conversation as well about opinions so yeah I think I'm definitely open to to whatever people say when they read the book and if they love it I'm sure hopefully I'll hear that and if they don't I'm sure I'll hear that too but I'm just I'm just saying well that can't be the the thing that stops us from 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 daring to to leap so that's that I love that I love that and it's um
0: it, um, it's a lot of more also Brene Brown's quote obviously is a lot about the element of the vulnerability that she brings into her work yeah. so again if anything it's a massive show showing resilience you mentioned resilience earlier as well like the resilience to be wanting to share your message and you say your concept your work your ideas despite of the fact that that brings up that vulnerability and that obviously as you say allows you to be exposed by different opinions because opinions are free whether we like it or not so yeah. you know it's much easier now and it's in a day where we're all overly connected and hyper connected is so much easier so i really love the quote because i think it's a great reminder that it, you know that that daring that leaping is actually such a great experience here. and then the it's you can honor whatever you're feeling when you're feeling it yeah. because you're human and as you say sometimes we tend to forget that because of what we see on the surface yeah. uh, I'm going to ask you one more question which is probably one of the ones that you are going to get asked for the next six months in every podcast okay. <laughs> so I thought I'll leave it at the end because um or maybe not but we'll see now uh what would be obviously the power hour is a lot about the power hour itself so I wanted to ask you what would be your ideal power hour or You know, what is your current power hour either or if you have an idea when you can share it, if it's Mm -hmm. like an idea of a power hour that you use now, you can share that either one or the two.
1: Great. And I think I'm conscious that for anyone listening who doesn't even know what the power hour is, I should probably just tell them that the concept is about reclaiming your time and taking the first hour of your day to do something That you want to do to spend that time however you like. So it's not the idea that just get up early, hustle more, do more, 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 more. It's not actually about more. It's actually about reclaim and you can do whatever you want with that time. So to reclaim is to take something back that was previously yours, that was lost or stolen. Your time is yours. You own it before you give it away to kids to work to friends to commitments to errands it's yours first and you cannot give what you don't have so the idea of the power hour is yes start your day with one hour reclaim it do something with that time so at the moment i'd say my power hour is seasonal and it kind of changes and evolves and it grows and it and it has all these different elements but right now my power hour is focused on energy and courage so i wake up in the morning And before I look at anything, before I look at my phone, before I do anything, I go to the bathroom, I put cold, cold water on my face and I do some deep breathing. It's usually less than two minutes, 90 seconds. Inhale, exhale, fast nasal breathing. And it just gets the oxygen and it wakes my body and brain. And as I'm doing that, I kind of just, yeah, repeat the words in my mind, energy and courage. And one is because I think about what's the energy you want to put into the world today? What's the energy you want to have? does that energy need to be calm? Like, I think about what I'm doing that day. It's like, does that energy need to be calm? Does that energy need to be high energy? Does that energy, because sometimes my energy can just be frantic and hyper. And it's like, sometimes my energy actually needs to be calm. So I think about what's the energy I need to have today to show up for my son or to do the work I need to do or for myself. And then the other one is courage, because as I said, things that we want to do, if we have big ambition, and if we want to make big change in the world, then we have to have courage. So those are my words, but they change all the time. And then I go back, I grab my journal. I have this six questions I answer. It's called six questions to answer before six in the book. This can go in the podcast pocket. Yeah. So it's called six questions to ask before six. And I, I answer those questions. And those questions can be any questions that you want. You can write your own, but it just draws my attention and my focus in the morning to some of the things. A good example would be, who would love to hear from you today? I write someone's name. or. What is something you're looking forward to today? And it could be really small, as small as like a coffee and a croissant. But it's, you know, pulling my attention to those things. And then if I'm training that day, I'll just grab my kit, get my kit on, get my headphones, get that podcast on or, or audiobook, And I'm out the door and might go for a run or I might be um, doing something at home, doing a stretch, doing a mobility flow, maybe doing a Pilates class or even a HIIT workout. But it, it can change. But the, the key pillars that remain is always straight to the bathroom cold water nasal breaths think about the word think about the word think about the day ahead before I have to react to anyone or anything so before I have to yeah before my son's awake and asking me questions making breakfast things like that or before I go onto my phone or anything like that so the power hour first hour I try to make it a non-negotiable nothing can interrupt that time and if I have to say for example if I had to do something early I would just move the power hour earlier i still do it i can't miss it and then just go straight be catapulted into the day into the world without that time
0: love that thank you so much that, w- that was great uh now the last last question for reals is <clears throat> the hardest questions of them all they ask everyone if you were to have brunch with anyone dead or alive who would this person be
1: Wow! One person, dead or alive. I would say... Dead or alive. I am going to say the actress Kerry Washington. And the reason I'm going to say that is because she has embodied so many characters and so many roles of powerful, strong Black women who just... I feel like they've changed the game they changed the game for me in terms of my mindset and my approach and what I thought and, so, and what I what I had visibility on what was possible for myself and for others and even though those characters were fictional I want to know I would love to talk to her and know how she was able to do that and are those actually fictional characters or is there part of her in those characters so it'd be Kerry Washington.
0: Love that see? Got it. Thank you. No, wait a long time. For
1: the answer. Like, I, I was.
0: I was ready for it. I was ready for it. Um, no, but thank you so much. I know it's not an easy one. I know I can throw a core ball because you want to choose like the person that really kind of gets into your head.
1: I was thinking um, about Michael Jackson at first. I'm not going to lie. He had such an impact on my life growing up, and I know that it's very controversial. uh But I guess even just having that conversation, yeah, that was in my mind.
0: <laughs> there were like fighting people in that. um <laughs> that well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for being so honest. And thank you so much for producing a baby book and putting it out to the
1: world. I'm so, so grateful. Thank you, Bab.
0: Why can people find out more about you if they want to? And why can they find out more about the book?
1: Yes, if they want to find more about me, you can go to adrianlondon.com or you can go on Instagram and type in Adrian And if you want to find the book, you can find it in Waterstones on Amazon and it's The Power Hour. Thank you so much
0: again. Have a lovely rest of your day. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your haha's and takeaways on Instagram at creativeimpactco. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group.